0: Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us live on YouTube for this transfer deadline day Eve. If you're listening to the show for the very first time, you can find us on a range of different social media platforms. We're on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. Of course, you can find us also across a range of different audio platforms. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Audio Boom, you name it, we are there. And we're also live. On YouTube for this show as well. Of course, we're on YouTube throughout this season and many, many more we hope to come. Delighted to have some great guests alongside me, a very special guest also returning to the last one on Spurs. But also, let me welcome back a great friend of mine, the wonderful Anthony Costa, back on the last one on Spurs. Anthony, how are you?
2: How are you, mate?
0: I'm good, not bad. You, you can't, yeah.
2: i speak to you more than I do my missus. It's lovely. Know, I've, got, know, got I've got two of my mates up here. And I'll speak to my misses, you two, more than my missus.
0: And the problem I've got now is because this is live, I've got no, she knows where I am now. That's a big, yeah, problem exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, lovely yeah. to have you back on. Lovely to have you back on. Also, Love back you. on the show. It's been a too long, been far, far too long. I've like got the wonderful Frankie Major back with us. Frank,
1: how are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having me back, mate. It's been about, I'd say, about three and a half years. Around yeah, I think time, since problem I last is great, the last
0: time I spoke to you, Spurs were in a title race. It feels that long ago now. You <laughs> can yeah. tell where we've gone from now. That's what
1: we were talking about, Champions League nights and, and title races. So, yeah, that's how long it's been, Rick.
0: Yeah, here we are going again and again for another rebuild. How long this one's going to take, I don't know. But um, that's why we've got this wonderful man joining us to discuss the rebuild. So much more to come. Of course, a new manager. God willing, we said that before in the past with Tottenham. <laughs> we've got the wonderful Michael Bridge joining us from Sky Sports. Mike, no. how are you?
3: Very well, very well. Good, great to see you, boys. Really good to see oh. you. I've spoken to you, you all a lot over the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, been, oh, been, my been cool pre- lord. Been pretty quiet,
0: Mike, isn't it? Been pretty
3: quiet
0: this person. Yeah, nothing's really
3: happened, to be honest. It's no, so no, been no, a no. Quite, quite a few weeks. You know, two of the greatest players of all time have moved on. Record British transfer for Man City, and uh, our boy is staying, thank God. And Got your mug on the telly for a few few times this week, the last few weeks, and <laughs> must say you've done very well, so you know if you want if you take my job, then you know congratulations. I hope you're pleased with yourself <laughs> um, no, no it's been a it's been a really, really busy few weeks, but I you know shouldn't complain about being busy yeah. at work with everything going on in life so yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's been good um and um it's great to come on in and talk Tottenham.
0: Yeah, until Tottenham, we top of the league. I can't believe I'm even saying that. Tottenham, top of the league. And, I, you know, it's funny because everyone keeps telling me, and now it's one of them that I speak to daily rain it in, Rick. Rain it in. Two hours again. Arsenal, <laughs> well. rain it in. Don't don't be running your mouth at this stage. But um, it is a nice feeling. I think, bearing in mind going into this season, the amount of Spurs fans I spoke to in terms of trepidation, being anxious, concerned, and actually not looking forward to it. That was the one aspect with Spurs. I found that talking to fans, no one was really looking forward to the start of the season. And yet here we are top. And, you know, Mike, we'll start with you because um, we are the only team to have won all three matches in the Premier League so far. As Nuno actually made history as the first Spurs manager to guide the team to three clean sheets in their opening three league games. How do you feel he's personally, and we are going to talk transfers just for those listening. I know we've got a number of watching on YouTube, so thank you so much. Firstly on Nuno, how do you feel he's done so far, Mike, in the job?
3: Really well. So far, so good. Um, Two... This, this talk this, this splits it up. I think, firstly, his way with the media. I think, in terms of Kane, I thought he spoke really well throughout. He spoke like a leader. He spoke with authority. Just confident, not panicking. I thought he was brilliant on that. Uh, and I think he's done really well in his press conferences. Doesn't give much away, but that's absolutely fine. We expect that. But he's, done, he's spoken well. I've enjoyed talking to him. And in general, I think as a manager, um, I really... Get the feeling the players like him a lot. Uh, I think Spurs look a lot fitter. I think we've seen that from City. I think they'd have conceded at Wolves. It's maybe last season. And then Sunday, it wasn't a classic, but it's three points. And that's what's important. And I think what I like about him, he acknowledges that it's very early days and there's, there's a lot of improving to do. So, so far, so very good. I think he even looks... Proud to be at Tottenham. He looks smarter. If he, if he doesn't mind me saying, I'm sure he'll clip me around the ear when I'm allowed to be back at the press conferences. And I just think he looks proud to be the Tottenham head coach. He knows he wasn't first choice, but that was all a bit of a mess. And I think after everything, um, we've got a pretty good one. Out of, out of last. There was a few weeks where it turned into a bit of an embarrassing mess. And I think we've ended up, like when you go to the theme parks, We've actually grabbed quite a decent toy out of that in the end. Yeah. So long well, may that good start continue.
0: I said at one point, Mike, you want to get a call about was going.
3: Well, I did have a missed call, Frank. I heard Ricky. You know, so I'm going. I'm uh, no. Nah, I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. I wanted Conte, mm. desperate for him. I just think yeah. he wins. He's a winner, yeah. but obviously financially, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, and I think I've got an early feeling this is this could be a good fit. But I don't want to go overboard because there's a lot of things to do. I think, so far, so good. And I think that's what he he would say as well. So far, so good.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And um, Frank, we'll come around to you next because he is, like I mentioned, the the first new manager at the club to win his opening three league matches and the first Ah. half a row to do so of any manager in this role. Um, Tell us from your perspective, what you've made of Nuno's start at Tottenham. Is it what you've expected? And
1: what do you think there is to come? Well, I think this echoes of Pochettino because he wasn't a lot of uh, fans' first choice. If you remember not many people really were sort of clamouring for Pochettino to take over and it's similar with Nuno. I think we all wanted Conte because of his history, his track record, the fact he's a winner. Um, but I think Nuno, as Michael said, which is, is spot on, um, we look a lot fitter. Uh, we look quite solid. I think when you're as flaky as a team like we became at the, the back end of last season, conceding late goals and, and obviously mentality issues, you go back to basics and you make your team hard to beat. And I think the double pivot of Skip and Hoiberg in front of that back four offers massive protection, greater protection than what we had last season. You've essentially got two ball winners there. Um, he's gone back to basis, uh, basics. rather. Um, he's made us more solid. He's made us hard to beat. He's got us fitter, up. Um, and he's even said himself, he, he obviously wants to be a bit more progressive than, than what we've played in the first three games. Um, it hasn't always been easy on the eye. I'm, I'm not going to nitpick and, and be overcritical, but <laughs> yeah. we had a fantastic second half against City. Wolves, I was at that game, bashed us up. If if we're being completely honest, we were lucky to get out of there with three points. And it was quite a dismal first half against Watford. But we do look more solid. Um, Dyer and Sanchez look like they're protected um, a lot more than they were last season. And no goals conceded, nine points, three wins, Wolves away, Man City at home. It's a great start, Rick, whatever way you look at it. You can can talk about the style of football and and all the in-between sort of. Variables, but the main thing is we're top of the league nine out of nine points wise. And yep. uh, going into the international break, that's a great start, mate.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, and come around to you. I know one of the things with Nuno is so I'm laughing I'm already speaking to you about Nuno because uh, we've had this discussion. Uh, obviously, yeah, the comments, week. <laughs> it's, some of the comments are absolutely hilarious. Thank you so much, Billy Joe I'm Saunders. Who's <laughs> Billy Joe Saunders? Who are they saying? Oh, if that is me, oh. Billy Joe Saunders, uh, <laughs> is that, mean, that you, Rick? Rick? No, it definitely is not me. My hands are here. Uh, just to confirm, <laughs> my hands are definitely here. But, I mean, let's, I want to discuss Nuno with you because, um, you know, under Marina, Mike is gone. And I don't blame somebody's comments. Bridge is gone. So in. Um, with Nuno, I think the, the key has always been that are we going to, you know, it's, it's always been about a brand of football that like those fans have kind of bought into that element. What we heard Daniel Levy say in the summer was, yeah. you know, the DNA, returning the mm-hmm. DNA to the football club. And, and my worry with that is when you use that term DNA, What is Tottenham's DNA? Because Spurs haven't won anything for such a long time. And yet, I mean, like Mike gave us that analogy there about how Spurs selected this new manager. Um, At one point, it was becoming quite a farce. And, you know, if someone had told you at that point, we would actually had nine points out of nine going into the first international break. And Sajid and Dyer would have kept three clean sheets. I don't think anybody, anybody at all would have. have Not at all. So what have you made of his start overall?
2: a bit of what mike and frank were saying really i mean i'm going to nitpick a bit here and there but like thing is for me the style of football hasn't been the best the last two games as frank picked up on because frank and i were at the wolves game and we was both at the uh, the game yesterday and it wasn't it wasn't the best and i thought to myself i can't watch another 35 34 games of this week in week out this season but I never saw Nuno's press conference after. So when I saw that, I thought, okay, he gets where we're coming from. You know, we want to see attacking football. I got told when Nuno came in, he's going to be like attacking, playing, attacking football. He's going to get players playing. I must say, though, what Frank said, the players do look fitter. So I've got to applaud him for that. that, that for, because the last last year, as we know, last few minutes of most games, we were conceding or we were losing. So our hats off to him for that. Um, it's looking good and it can only get better. Um, it depends what happens tomorrow night up until 11 o'clock with the transfer deadline day, who we bring in. Mm. So, and then then we can have to see, you know, what happens from there. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's looking all right. It's looking good. I'm not getting excited yet. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not tweeting all that minor gap rubbish yet. Do you know what I mean? Because I know it comes back that's, and bites us it. in the arse. So, uh, yeah, let's just yeah. carry on with what we're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike, it's fair to say that when he came into the club, he was coming into quite a fractured situation. Many players wanting out. I think there's fans... This is probably one of the most divided times I've known being a Spurs fan in a very, very long time. I think where we are with the board right now is probably the, the, I would say, probably the the lowest where we've been. And that's a difficult situation to come into where you are actually becoming the middleman in this, where you are the manager trying to steer the ship in the right direction between fans, players, trying to get everybody back on side. He had a situation where the poster boy of the football club wanted to go. He's still got this situation at the moment where the most expensive club record signing apparently still wants out. How do you think he's handled these situations, Mike? Because I think as a man, um, I just think he's come across so honourable, such a humble guy. And I'm not going down the route of Potch because when I say the word Potch, people start getting infuriated and angry and saying, well, hold on a second, Potch didn't win anything. And, I, and I'm not saying that's Nuna, but what I'm saying is that I think it's important to go back to that kind of profile of a man, if you see where I'm coming from.
3: If you take um, the comments during the Harry Kane saga, he said... Well, if he stays, he plays for a massive club. This is Tottenham Hotspur. He should be privileged to play for Tottenham Hotspur. He's asked the players, do you want to play here? Now, a newspaper ran with that negatively. Nah, the players love him. The players like him. And anyone that doesn't like him probably shouldn't be at the club. And that's probably what I'm counting on one hand. The players are working very, very hard for him. And I think it's time... That I and many others, and maybe 95% of Spurs fans, say a very well done to Davinson Sanchez and Eric Dyer. Davinson Sanchez was one on the list at Tottenham, was wanted out very early this summer. He has turned that around. And while it is early days, credit where credit's due for him and Eric Dyer, Manchester City didn't get any, any sort of pressure or they looked comfortable against City. Wolves, sure. If Wolves probably had a never a better out-and-out striker. I mean, Jimenez, is he going to be the same? You know, I wish him all the very best medically, but I'm not so sure if he's the same player anymore. But obviously Wolves could have been different. Frank and Ant were there. Uh, And then Watford, of course, they didn't really take their chances. But the fact is Tottenham have kept three clean sheets in three league games. And credit must go to Nuno and his new coaching staff because there's players there whose Spurs fans think, God, they have got no future. But they've actually done well these first few games. So credit to him.
0: Yeah, I agree. And uh, Frank, one of the points I do want to pick up on, because it is still a point that Spurs fans, we did a show yesterday, and this was still very much uh, a theme at the moment about the style of play. And I get that because uh, supporting Tottenham, I think it's fair to say that if you've been a fan of Spurs for over the past 20, 20 25 years, like I've been, um, it's you're certainly not here for the trophies, because if you if you were, you would have left a long time ago. Um, so it. For me, it is a case there is a certain brand of football that you associate with Tottenham. And um, I think that's what under Mourinho was was testing to some degree. I think, one, you could accept if you were getting the results. But if you're not getting the results and you're not getting the style of football, that's like even double even double hard to take. So for you, coming away with these 1-0 wins, how important is it for you to see Spurs play in a certain brand of football that's going to excite you going to that stadium week in, week out?
1: Well, it is expected by our fan base because ultimately, beyond the personal hatred, I mean, Jose divided opinion like no other. um, His brand of football after the West Ham game, 3 or draw, uh, went back to sitting deep and counter-attacking football. Now, Nuno at the moment has got away with it because of the start, the fact we haven't conceded, uh, the fact that we've won three out of three. Um, It has to be more progressive because that's what our fan base expects. And if we continue playing this style of football and the results don't come, um, it could get pretty frustrating um, amongst our fan base because that's what they're like. But I do also believe he's he's playing the cards he's been dealt at the moment. Um, I think, obviously, this Emerson Royal, that's a more sort of attacking right-back signing, um, if you look at, obviously, what he's done at Betis um, and his performances. So I do think Nuno, with better personnel, possibly will change the style. Um, again, I, I go back to what I said earlier. I think he's focused on trying to make us hard to beat at the moment. But we lack that progressive midfielder who can carry the ball and break the lines. Like Tanguy Dombelli, unfortunately, he doesn't want to be here at the moment. But somebody who can draw the space, can play that intricate pass. We haven't got one of those at the moment. We've got a great runner in Delhi um, who could do the 12K, 13K a game, which he's running at the moment. Uh, we've got Hoyberg, who's just, kept, well, for me, he's the on-pitch captain. He's, he's a leader, a fantastic player. Again, not the greatest ball carrier, not the best passer, although his passing's got better. And we've got a ball in skip. So the foundations there of that midfield, we're not going to be expansive because we haven't got the ability in there amongst those three. We haven't. I mean, Deli ali for all his, his good, which is running beyond the main striker and knitting the play heart the pitch. He's not a number 10 or a number 8 that's going to, you know, Ericsson-esque unlock defences. He's not. So he's got a hard-working midfield three. Uh, we've got a defensive right-back at the moment with Tanganga. Um, and playing on the break probably suits us with the pace of obviously Lucas, Son and Bergwin. Um, so, at this moment in time, I just feel that he's been he's playing the cards that he's been dealt. It possibly will change. If Tangy stays and uh, he, he actually wants to be here, uh, that allows our midfield to be more progressive. And, and obviously, with the right-back I mentioned. But I just can you see playing the cards he's dealt.
2: Boys, can you see him being part of this squad now,
1: Tangy? Well, he has to be. He's on £200,000 a week. yeah, it's the club I mean, record signing.
0: The, the problem is that, and you've got with that, is if you're, if you're not playing him, then you've got an asset there that is wasting. And... If you are thinking of selling him either this window or next window, he's going have to get games. You, you can't not play.
2: Listen, I'd I, listen. i I'd rather him play because, as Frank said, he can unlock the defence. He can pick a pass. He can ball carry that, you know, from the midfield. But all these managers that have come in, you know, since Poch, they all can't be wrong. So there must well, be. Well, ironically,
1: the only one to get a tune out of him yeah. is Jones Ape.
0: Yeah. He's he's not true. That yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I think what what frustrates me the most is, and you know, with on Dombalay, you think this system would probably suit him really well, wouldn't it? You know, and the systems, it almost feels like the systems made for him. I look at, it's, I look at somebody, like yeah. And I know Delhi's worked ever so hard, and you know, off the ball, and I know that's saying, you know, again that, that raises debate about whether Delhi should be in a team in terms of you know the working hard nature. But you feel and would be much more suited to this system.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we say it all the time. Mm-hmm. They should be playing. <laughs>
3: Let, let's Come not. On, let's not. Let's you know. Let's let's stop the excuses with this guy because you know he's in his another full season and it's yeah. like lacelso You know, it's poor. I'm disappointed. You yeah. know, and again, lacelso is going to end up playing more games for Argentina this season than he is for Tottenham Hotspur. The yeah. way the red zones going and the quarantine. Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur, before we get on to transfers, i want to say something. Tottenham Hotspur and Paratici do not expect him to do so much in one window. They're still paying the price for the arrogance or silliness of having one window where they didn't sign anyone. You stand still, you go backwards, especially at that top level. You've seen it. Tottenham are right in that top four. And now they're down there. And it's now as if Tottenham starting. Where You know, that top four is a closed book. We've had a great start. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I hope it continues. But that you look at United strong, Chelsea, really strong, especially under Tuchel, Liverpool, City. But the signings over the last few years just haven't worked. Even Sessegnon, you know, we're still how when's he going to do it? You know, the Celso Ndombele. Clark. You look, he I
2: mean, has Bridget, Do You Clark,
1: the, the most frustrating thing is when we were an attraction, when we were a top four side playing beautiful football with a stadium coming, we didn't sign anyone. And that mm-hmm. was the time where we could have got some of these players that are now at Chelsea or City or United or Liverpool, because at one point yeah. we were more attractive than Liverpool. We were and And unfortunately now it's got to the point where, as you said, we've, we've regressed because of that. And now we're less attractive. So it's harder to attract yeah. players.
3: Yeah. And I I, I apologise to every follower on Twitter, because I bore I, the pants off people and I have over the last two years. But it's so apparent to me what's... Tottenham's lack of creativity. Mm. Honestly, it's just so apparent. I've watched games, even Ericsson, bless him, you know, one of the worst moments ever watching for Denmark. But let's forget that. Let's talk about him the footballer. I remember Villa at home a couple of years ago, Spurs, awful. We knew Ericsson kind of down towards a little bit. That's that's by the by, but we knew he was leaving. Couldn't pass a could string a pass together. He comes on, Spurs win 3-1. Just someone just to that just to nip it or just a little bit more, you know. Yeah, and it's it's right. down the season, Bridgie. I remember that yeah. first game yeah. of the season, I, Yeah, and then um, Mourinho's first European game. He takes Dyer off twenty minutes in, two 0 down. Ericsson comes on again, probably not that fully motivated. Four two. The minute yeah. he comes on, I said, I said to, I think it was my mum took my mum that game. I said, look at him. The minute he gets the ball, bang <laughs> onto the wing, bang to that wing, goal. Yeah.
2: You know, switches plates didn't he, Mitch? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah.
3: just. Now, when Tottenham were top three, top two, top four, but they had possession, 74% possession, Dembele, Eriksen running the show. Now, it wasn't just about Kane. It was about Son, Ali, yeah. Eriksen, Dembele. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to see again. And that doesn't mean I don't love Hoybier. That doesn't mean I don't love Skip. I'm looking forward to seeing him. But mm. what it means, I just want more in there. Sars a really good signing, right? But that's that's like an early Christmas present. That's back under the tree. That's next season. Let's forget yeah. that for now. Yeah, it's yeah. about now, and Jose who I like the look of at Leon, unfortunately doesn't know that like that's happening. But you have got to be looking at it. I'm sure Paratici's got the best view in the stadium at the moment. Must see that, you know. Mm. And I'm, I don't like, you know, you two were at, at Wolves the other day. Oh. I didn't like our lack of possession. I don't I like no. it. It was terrible. That, I want it to and that, change. And that,
0: and that's not sustainable, <laughs> is it? I mean, that, that's not really no. sustainable for 35 Premier League games. That that I think that is also that we know that that you know in terms of if we're going to play that every week against Wolves, that is going to be very hard to stomach. And, you know, to be fair to me, you know, he has said that we are far away from what he wants us to be. And Good. again, again, yeah. that we know that. And, you know, this is obviously dependent on getting these certain players in. And that's what we're yeah. coming to now. Because, um, of course, we're recording here on Transfer Deadline Day E For those that are probably listening to the show, you are in Transfer Deadline Day. So some of the players that we're talking about may be signed or we may have missed out on typical Tottenham, of course. Let's start, if I want to, um, and I'll come to you about Spurs' outgoing so far. Um, we've seen yeah. Soko, we've seen Alderweireld, Eric Lamella, Joe Hart, all have found new clubs. We've seen Rose, Gazaniga depart as well. Foyth joined Villarreal permanently after his loan. Um, have you been quite impressed by how Spurs have managed to move on a number of the players they have? Or have you been frustrated that we haven't moved on even more so far?
2: Um, I've, I think the way they've done the acts has been very good. I must, I must give it, to, give it to the board and Pratici. Fair play to them. They've, they've, they've seen what we've needed and seen who should be going. So yeah, I applaud them for that. Um, still a bit too slow for me. I felt like there's still a few there that shouldn't be there. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but you know what I'm getting at. Um, they're just, they're not going to be playing a lot this season, as we know, because Nuno's obviously got his, his, his first eleven. Um, but the Inns, we need players to come in now to make our first eleven even better than what it has been. We need players to improve that first eleven. I don't want you know the, the SAR, you know Sarkid, brilliant, fantastic. That's for next season. But I want players now. I want players to sign tomorrow, and we can start them on Saturday or after the international break. I need. We need to see players coming in to boost the fan base and give other players competition for places because you saw it last year, become complacent, you know? So if, if we, if they could do that tomorrow, a couple more in this Emerson lad, uh, I'm sure Bridgie will tell us more about that, but Emerson come in brilliant, but Aurier obviously wants to go. Do you get rid of Doherty as well? I don't know, but um, I think he should go. Uh, I thought Nuno would have got the best out of Doherty for the last sort of three games, but he hasn't played him. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe his confidence is is gone.
0: John, that's actually one thing that I do like about Nuno, because it may have been very tempting for him to actually start Doherty, bear in mind he knows the guy and worked with him at Wolves. You know, he could have quite easily done that. But I've actually been really impressed by the fact that he gave Tanganga that opportunity in City, who absolutely shone. And not only has he, you know, kept with him, but you've got to think that he actually really genuinely believes that this guy can go on to be a you know a formidable player for Tottenham this season now you know I think Bridget you will tell us there's hopefully no chance of Tanganga leaving tomorrow, right? I mean it seems that he will be his first player beyond this summer transfer window, right?
3: <coughs> Firstly just on Docker I think there's a broad agreement and that he's only really good in a there's a right wing back with three at the back. So I don't think he's really done well at all in the back four. And I, you know, I haven't watched a hell of a lot of Wolves over the last few years, but my Wolves colleague of mine said the same. When Spurs were going for him, I said, so I've just got his Doherty line. You know, is that true? And he said, I'll chase it. And he went, yeah, but do you play, do you play a back three? I went, mm, not all the time, not mostly. <laughs> so he was surprised. On Tanganga, a lot of clubs wanted him on loan. There was a potential possibility of him going out on loan. Now, I must say, Tanganga didn't want to go out on loan. And thank goodness he didn't, because yes. what a fantastic start. What a fantastic start. Um, I think the only um, worry for Tanganga is not other clubs now, it's his fitness. Because yes. if he stays fit, I think he's going to have a damn good season. But what I want to see with Tanganga, and I think a lot of young players have this worry um, You know, like looking back 10 years ago, Phil Jones, Alex Ferguson was crazy on Phil Jones. And the problem I think Phil Jones had, and I think Eric Dyer has the same, when you get these young lads who could probably play central defence, central midfield, defensive midfield right back, for me, I would nail them down early. There's nothing worse than just being a utility guy. And I think Tanganga has found his home at right back. I don't know if he's a centre half. I know Marina didn't. That's yeah. what I was
0: going to ask you. Do, you. do you think he'll actually end up becoming a centre back, or do you think he'll stay as a right back? Mark, is it just too early to deal at the moment?
3: I don't know. I mean, look, he's had three very, very solid games at right back. Now, with this red zone malarkey, which I will say I won't swear, but uh, yeah, this going on at the moment, mm. he could even have to play centre half against Palace and, and, and Chelsea. Smile. Well, yeah. well, well, oh, this, well, there is hope that that these are these, the guys can, can play mm. in the Chelsea game. There's an, there's an agreement. Yeah. I'm, I'm really funny about this. I, I'm really torn about this this situation. But I know transfers is the key here. But we can talk yeah. about this quarantine situation another time because I'm getting a little bit oof. Mm. You know, I have a will or turn. Yeah, mm.
0: it's going to be very difficult every international break if we're going to be up against this situation. Um, yeah. Frank, I want to ask you about the incumbents and, of course, transfers as well. I mean, coming through the door this summer, there's been a big new defender um, big signing in, obviously, uh, Christian Romero. We've got a potential Hugo Lloris successor coming in as well in Peluji golini one of Spain's brightest, youngest prospects in Brian Hill. Joe, I love about Spurs fans, um, and I'm one of them as, as well, of course. Uh, the other night when we saw Brian make his debut, and um, it's funny, the first few comments I saw, we oh, you know, Ginola, Modric... I you love. Know, oh, we're we're, we're just, very carb. We we don't get too we calm, happy.
1: We? <laughs> we will happy clap anything our fan base because we're but, just desperate for success oh. of of some sort. But we listen. I think so far the incomings mm-hmm. have been positive. Can, can I ask you a question, what, Frank? On the
0: incomings, I, w- I want to ask you a question because what I would like to know from you is: Do you believe when when Nuno went to see Paratici on that first meeting, he said, "Right, do you know what? I've assessed the squad, and for me, I think we need to start by signing a backup goalkeeper." We must get another winger, and then the centre back option is the third choice. Or do you think it's just a case of these players are kind of in an order, and Paratici is kind of ticking them off as he goes? And um, what do you think Nuno's made so far of the business done? Do you think he's satisfied?
1: No, obviously not. But I mean, there is a plan of some sort. Paratici can only do what he what he's been given, basically, because Daniel Levy still holds the key at the end of the day to what he can spend. I love the Christian uh, Romero signing. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't been integrated quicker into the starting eleven. Maybe Darren sanchez Sanchez's level has gone up because they've got this competition now, but he will be a superstar, even at 23. I think he's ready now for the Prem. Um, but going back to what Ant said, I think the reason the outcomes have been so slow is the dynamic of the market. Obviously, the European clubs haven't really got money, um, which obviously limits the market to who we can sell to. And unfortunately, our dead wood are everybody's second, third and fourth choices. So the reason we've seen a little bit of movement later in the window is because hopefully, and, and clubs have, they get more desperate uh, regarding getting bodies in, but it's not that cut and dry. I mean, it's easy to say, again, I'm not going to name names, but XYZ can be sold, but there has to be a market, there has to be a buyer for someone to buy these players, and that's been our problem. Mm. Now, also, I think you can see the blueprint and the plan with Hill, with Romero's 23, with Saar, I think we are buying young Um, and I think that's just always been Daniel Levy, buy young with sell on value. I completely agree with Ant. We need players now to go into the starting 11. Um, I know he splits opinion, and I'll probably get criticised for saying this, but Adama Traore would add so much to this team. I'm telling you, Kane and Son's numbers would go up. He would create space for them, playing with better players And I hate to say it to, to him, but a shot Jimenez and Trincao. We, we saw the game yesterday. He does so much in the game, I think it's brilliant. His numbers obviously could be better, but... I think that's a player that will walk straight in the starting 11. Um, but these players cost 50, 40, 60 million pounds. And we know what Daniel Levy's like. And we do. Yeah. Um, mm. The profile of player that he likes to sign. So I think we'll probably see Emerson Royal, 22 years old. I think if we do see another couple come in tomorrow. I think they, they will be younger players, possibly not to improve the starting 11 as much as I, I hate that. Yeah. Well, and, and, not- and, and
2: so Jason says on the, on, on the question here we haven't got another striker.
1: How are we the only
2: team in the Premier League or the first four divisions to not have a second striker? I don't want to hear the word back up. Second striker. It's a joke now. Enough's enough. I don't want to hear this. Oh, who's going to sit on the bench for Harry Kane? No. He should be coming on as well. Need competition. You need competition now. We
1: need another nine. We need need another nine. For years, if we're being totally honest, no disrespect to Jansen or Lorente, but Mm. what have we been doing? Why has just not been nailed down? It's, let's, it's...
0: Let's, let's, yeah, I mean, let's ask Mike on that. Mike, I mean, we've been heavily in this window at the, at the earlier periods, going for um, the likes of Lalovic and, of course, La and Martínez. That would have been two big, big signs for Tottenham had we pulled them off. I mean, as things stand going into the deadline day, I think, obviously, those two are probably uh, non-existent. They're not going to happen. Uh, what do you see Spurs' plans for a striker? Or is what's been described without armature is that he's a support option? Does that tick that box that we need, realistically?
3: Well, I was told if if Triore was to happen, forget striker, not a chance. The idea would be that your Lucas's, your Bergwines, your Triore's, the son would push forward. You'd have no more Vinicius, of course, for Europa games, but Scarlett would be used more in the Conference League. But there would be no striker. Remember, Spurs were looking for a striker with Kane, not not to replace him. So let's just kind of remember that the window will be looked upon as as somehow part of a success by keeping Harry Kane, whether he wanted to stay or not. He will stay. He's a, still a Spurs player. So that's partly congratulations to Spurs on that one for holding firm on that. But my, I am concerned because they've also lost Gareth Bale's goals as well. Mm. And it's
1: eleven Premier League goals, Bridgie. Just and wrong. I think
3: he could have got he could have got so much more as well. I thought he was handled wrong. <clears throat> Excuse me. He made the Leicester game when he played last game of the season so easy. Yeah. So that I'm a little bit concerned about that. Triori, I'm told he wants to come to not completely rule it out. Um so we'll wait and see on that one. Um Wolves haven't completely ruled that out either. They don't they're not as flush as they were. They need to stay across FFP over the last few years. They've spent heavily since their promotion from the championship, it all catches up. So we'll wait and see on that one. Is that, is that a straight
0: complete... sale, Mike, just to confirm it? Or is it a case that there is there the option of a, of a loan with that as well? I... Because there's been a lot of talk about there being Spurs only able to do that deal on a straight cash deal rather than a loan or obligation.
3: In football business at the moment, you see a lot of deals are with loans with obligations to buy. We've seen it with Christian Romero, which came out when there was confusion with Atalanta. It's just, you know, clubs are still hit heavily by the pandemic, you know, Obligations, future fees, in, instalments. But I don't think Wolves. He hasn't got a long contract either, so I wouldn't completely rule it out. It's just if Spurs can get something done, it's the final day. Of course, I wasn't sure about him at first because he's as he as the guy said his numbers just, just don't stack up. They're sort of Bergwijn levels, and I think Spurs need a hell of a lot more. However, I think with Kane and Son. He might get more out of them and and some would push forward. So let's wait and see on that one. But Vlahovic and and Martinez, not happening.
0: Okay, Uh, Frank, question on the screen there says, I've been told I'm being negative by saying I'd give this window a 3 out of 10 so far. For us to kick on, we need a a build, not a rebuild. Lack of depth, obviously. Would you be giving it at that rating at the moment, 3 out of 10? Do you see it as that, if the window was to shut as of right now?
1: It's not great. If we're being honest, we need more because we are so far behind that top four in regards to squad depth. We are. Let's be brutally honest here. We are two or three injuries away from, I don't want to, again, be sort of too negative, but maybe a crisis. I mean, if you saw Son and Hoiberg, for instance, get injured, I, we're in a bit of trouble. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's been a great window. If the window shut now and that was it, I really don't. I'll be honest with you. We, we needed more. And and it's frustrating that I, I fall for it every window. And, you know, we, we see these bids for Martinez of £70 million Euros to go and play up front with Kane. We, we've had Dybala in the past. It's like they flash big fancy names in front of us with big fees to get us sucked in. And they never materialise. They don't. And again, I don't want to be, sit here and be completely negative. But how many times have we been spun these, these transfers? Let's be honest, these big names and we get excited and then they never happen. So we've got a big 24 hours, Rick, in my opinion, because, again, we, the squad's not big enough on, on quality. There's not enough depth and quality in attacking areas, particularly. And uh, it needs addressing. You
2: need another striker, man.
1: And and, and for you, what 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 in your
0: mind is the perfect window for you? If I said to you now, give me what is for you now and this next day to pan out striker, mm.
2: creative midfielder, and 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 you know, and a right back. Um that's that's mi- just me. And that's and, just a me.
1: and a winger. We need another winger as well, another wide man, in my opinion.
2: would you take out Birdwine now? <laughs> His numbers ain't great, is it? Let's, let's, no, let's, let's I, be honest.
1: I obviously, keep him in the squad. But if, we, if we're being greedy yeah. here or if we, we, we get what we want, we do need a right back. We need a, a monster of a winger like Troy, right? I truly believe he yeah, is yeah, yeah, Troy, yeah. he's an animal this day. We need a creative midfielder and we need a proper number nine, not a Son up front or a Lucas or a Bergman. A number nine who can play his back to goal, who's a presence, players who can, can get us up the pitch, who can hold the ball up. Again, play these his back to goal, win flick-ons and headers, a, a physical presence up front. And I just unfortunately don't think we're even. I mean, be lucky if we get Emerson Royal and one other. In my opinion, but I don't
2: know. It's just, guessing. I know it's just every year same old, same old. Just need someone to come in to to give Kane competition, because we all we all know. Bless him, he's got an injury in him. What if he gets? You know, what if he does? What do we do then? And if Son's numbers ain't great, Son drifts off. What happens then?
0: We're yeah. we going to be um, on
2: this show going. Oh, but Lucas runs around a lot and he creates nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean,
2: I'm not being yeah. negative, but it's true, though, isn't it? We, we we talk all the time. I'm not dissing anyone. I'm just saying that's the truth. The numbers ain't great. Take Son and Kane out of that team. The numbers. Where did the goals come from?
1: Where do the yeah. goals come from without exactly. Son and Kane? This it's is, the this is the our
0: issue. This is the key. We've obviously got under. We've got under 24. Hours, we've got under 24 hours now to try and obviously get business done to make sure this squad. Is, I've seen a
2: Edward, I've seen a lot of Edouard from a Celtic. I don't know how true that is.
0: Well I'll we can we can, we can try and ask Mike that question. Um yeah, we'll come we'll come back to Mike in a sec- we'll come back to Mike in a second. But uh, Frank, like I said to Ant there in terms of name the perfect window, you, you mentioned four for you, you'd need four, four players more. there for you. Is, being being realistic, if you think of Spurs and what we've done so far, four is probably highly unlikely, right? So what would give you the confidence that we'd have enough to get to January? Would we still be in a? Would we still be in a position where we'd be challenging? You know, for a, for a top four, top six? Is it, what I mean? What, what what do you think Spurs would be going for this season at the moment? If we were to sign those four players that you're saying there,
1: what what would Spurs be aiming for in your eyes? Well, if we sign another four, and I'm talking about a, a decent number nine, a, a Triano type winger, a, a mm. decent creative midfielder, and say Emerson at right back, then obviously yeah. the objective. Goes higher, and yeah. we'd expect to possibly push the top four. But I'm being realistic; I, I can't see it this season. Uh, can you see us breaking into that top four this season realistically? Where
0: well, it's, well, it's hard is when you see Ronaldo now going to, to Man United, and you I mean I think the only t- at the moment the, the team I would say are vulnerable, and it sounds silly, sadness. You'd maybe say potentially Liverpool, but again, I, I think that's going be. I'd say Man United
1: well. out of the top four. Man United look the, the vulnerable ones to me. I mean, Wolves yesterday should have won. Saez said an mm-hmm. absolute sitter where he yeah. should have smashed it in the roof of the net from three yards away. Um, they had a couple of really good chances, they should have scored, they were lucky obviously with the winner, I'm not sure if you saw that, the Pogba tackle, Well, it was a foul. Yeah. Um, we know that VAR and the Premier League, Love Man United, it, it mm. happens every season, it has done since I was a kid, but uh, realistically I think United are the weakest link out of that top four, but they have to sign Ronaldo, which gives everyone a lift, everyone's level goes up in training, the standard gets higher, so it feels like we are drifting possibly even further away from the top four from where we were last season. So we do need to address this, and again, this is why I think we've gone for the profile of the younger player. Yeah. Um, and this is possibly why Kane wanted out because he's probably not thinking, I've not got two or three years to wait for Happy Sar to come in and all these youngsters and, and you know undergo a total rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just as I said to Ann earlier, I, I'd love for us to buy 40-50 million pound players that go straight into the starting eleven, but also know how these clubs run. And I also know Daniel Levy, or not not personally, but from a professional viewpoint, and it's just not the way he does business.
0: Yeah, Mike. Let's ask you realistically, Mike. How many players should we be expecting between now and the end of the window? What's a realistic figure to, to think for Tottenham at the moment?
3: <laughs> well, well, firstly, so apologies for moving on. but one one of the reasons I've I've taken a missed call, but. I think Edward is off to, uh, to to Crystal Palace, so I don't think he'd be joining uh, go, Tottenham. Yeah, he. he I'm sure, They've I've got more strikers time. than us. <laughs> Isn't wow. It? But oh, sorry, yeah, God. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. You mentioned Edward. Yeah, specifically. Yeah. I like, thought, yeah. blimey, you've actually. Yeah. Yeah. Richie, are we
1: yeah. linked with any centre um, forwards at all?
3: No, I mean the, the ones, the ones that the you know the club were happy to mention with Vlahovic, and and there was that morning that Lautaro Martinez. Where I mean, I was actually away for a very short holiday and logged onto social media, and then Tottenham had agreed a to fee with Inter, and then I'd spoken to a few people, and they went. I, 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 there was a bit of a confusion. I think it's turned out that there might have been an acceptance there if um, Lukaku didn't go to Chelsea, but they but Inter made it clear they weren't going to sell Lukaku and Martinez, so. Yeah, I mean, as it stands, Emerson Royal looks looks like it's going to happen. I've made it perfectly clear. I think Tottenham need more in midfield, but if Endon Belo stays, I don't see if that's going to happen yet. Until unless something out of the bag happens. Remember, Tottenham's foreign limit in Europe is is over, or on the on the level, or just one over. I need to check that Premier League so, is so just that, okay that, at the moment. That would
0: mean, Mike, just to confirm, does that mean we've we've got to again let players go to then? Sign, that's obviously the issue we're up against as well, right? It's not just signing or well, letting players go; it's trying to find a, yeah, a combination.
3: Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I need, yeah. I mean, I need to look at it for this.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, I need to look at it this year for Europe Premier League. It's yeah. on the periphery, but yeah, it's uh, it's not ideal. But I mean, yeah. I mean, look how many England international Spurs have lost, you know? So,
0: um, I, I, I want. Like, I'd love to
3: come, come in, here and say that yeah. like, I've got four. Go on, sorry, go on. Yeah.
0: What, one thing that's coming in market at the moment is Basuma of Brighton. Is have you heard anything at all? Any rumblings from there? I think we've seen a couple of links, but nothing of any serious nature at the moment.
3: I think anything for uh Lamperty or Basuma died this summer when they when they got fifty million pounds for Ben White. I mean okay. Basuma's a fantastic player, but I've yeah. heard nothing on I'd be lying if I said I had. You know, Spurs yeah. like you know, watched lamparty but again, mm. told outright. 50 million. Yeah. Spurs have always watched Max Aarons, Premier League. He's a Premier League player now. 30, mm. 40 million. And Spurs don't value a lot of these players that way. The thing is, yeah. is everyone mocks Arsenal, right? There's an English market and a foreign market. And I think Spurs and other clubs are, you know, will see the brunt of the foreign market when their players are going to have to quarantine for a lot of the season. So there's difficulties there, but then you have to pay a lot of money for the English players. So it's a tough one, really. It's a tough one, but I'd love to come here and say I've heard that Spurs are signing three players tomorrow. Heard, I, I, I'd be lying, yeah. You know, yeah. I've just I'd, heard I'd, that I'd be San
2: not, be lying. Renato, but, Renato Sanchez
3: to Wolves. I've heard, it's Great. Good look, signing. I, look, look, I've said on here 15 minutes ago that 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 don't completely rule out Triori. He, no, I know, I know, I know. Wolves, yeah. Wolves, yeah. Wolves aren't as flush as they were. So yeah. I wouldn't completely rule it out, but that would rule out a striker. But look, it's deadline day. Anything could happen. <laughs> Turn your phone on. Can you get? Can you get? Can you get someone to check this for you? Can you get someone? Can you check this? Can you check that? Can you check this? But it's a yeah. very long day. It's a great day. It's an exciting day. A lot of the time, it's usually you're pretty frustrated and let down. The, the hope problem it's not is, on those yeah, days tomorrow. I mean,
0: the problem is, I know it's difficult, Mike, because of the capacity you work. In, but as a Spurs fan, you look at it from the perspective of Spurs, where you feel that. Whenever we go into a window, and you tell me you feel the same as this, Mike, that I never feel like we ever come out getting everything that we need. There, there's always that one player or those two players that you feel that at the end, oh, if, if only we just did this. And I, I mean, again, I look back at the Mourinho one with you know with Skriniar. Clearly a player he wanted. Clearly a player that we were caught in for such a long time. And he ended up getting Roden. And Roden could become a great player. Don't get me wrong. He could become a wonderful player. But ultimately, he's not the player. The manager wanted. So, so how key is that that we do get the players that Nuno and Perataji want? And you know, are they working in tandem as we understand to make sure they are getting who the manager wants in Nuno?
3: Well, look, I've said for a long time. I think we've all agreed that Tottenham need a director of football. So let's be fair; they have got this managing director now, who apparently does a lot more than you know is in charge of uh, you know some of the coaches and everything like that. So. You know, at least Tottenham have got that now. So there's more of a structure. Um, but, yeah, Screenio looks like a big loss. I think it could have been the difference between the top four. I mean, Tottenham were top, weren't they, in November? And just kept conceding stupid goals. Stupid last-minute goals.
1: But, but Bridget, this, is the, this is the problem with yeah. Spurs. When mm. have we ever 100% back to manager in the transfer market and given him what he wants? Yeah.
3: We haven't. We haven't. Well, don't... Um, well, Ever. I I still can't look at Bruno Fernandes in the face. Uh oh, yeah. <laughs> he said his goodbyes. Green yeah. post. He said his times.
0: goodbyes. I am I'm still watching an interview, Bridget on you on Sky Sports for that interview with you and the why not both? why why have we got a pick? Was it I think you said about the but what I just I still to this day, it just infuriates you when you just see Fernandes performing like he does for United. I think he could have been Spurs.
1: We oh, it should uh, have been Spurs. We agreed yeah. personal terms. It was a done deal. Mm. we've He, said, he big- said
3: his goodbyes. Portuguese Super Cup. He said his goodbyes. Mm. But there you go. That's so good, for, me, for me, the best signing since the Fergie era. Mm. Transforming United. No oh, yeah. end. I'm sick of saying it. You know, the Greedish situation. You know, dilly daddled oh. with the fee. Then they took too long and they get taken over. Mm. You know, Steve Bruce. I remember being at the press conference. He said, every player in his squad's for sale. Yeah, thought, oh. And we know Greedish wasn't the finished article then. We knew he wasn't anywhere near the improvement he was then. But even yep. so, I mean, we could go on. It's not, let's not depress ourselves.
0: Let me ask you, Mike. Where are we with Tungy and that, That's what I want to ask you because um clearly a talented player, uh, a player that arguably when he's on the pitch does magical things. Is there a way we can get him back to wanting to play for Tottenham where the motivation, the desire, the attitude is there? Is that possible?
3: Well, the only person who can do that is Tange and Ndombele. We're not, we're not, we're not a nursery school anymore. Just because a couple of yeah. your friends aren't going to be around, you know, you've got to knuckle down, you know, and it, you know, as Frank said or, or answered earlier, you know, the only person who's really got a tune out of him was Jose Mourinho. And then he sort of publicly had a pop in one game. I think it was Burnley away, but look, this is, he's not, he's not, he's not a kid anymore. You know, he's lost his place at France with France. You know, it's, it's up to him now. It's up to him. You know, he could. He's a YouTube player. You know, we've seen the clips of him at Leon against mm. Barcelona. We've seen him man the match against Manchester City. Yep. But it's not. Oh, well, who's coming off? Oh, it's 70 minutes. Endon Belo is coming off. Not good enough. Not good enough because Tottenham need him. They need him. And look, let's be honest. Hand on my heart, I was absolutely over the moon with the signing at the time. Well, yep. I don't like what I see. I don't like if there's an attitude that I don't know or the application, you're a footballer, for goodness sake. You know, it's mm. it's not on. It's not on. And it's not – can't keep blaming the managers. Yeah. It's just not on. You know, and he will – as it, you know, there's been tentative interests, I think, from abroad, a couple of Spanish clubs, but nothing, nothing to um, entice Tottenham. I, I thought maybe there could have been a, a swap loan with Oyerar. our yeah um but i mean it could be, it could be anything you want
0: by the end of the summer transfer window a while, a while, well i mean there could be something
3: I mean, there's a lot of swaps and things going on at the moment and loans mm-hmm. but as it stands i was told to not expect him to leave so that's that's fine that's the information i've been given yeah if i'm wrong that that, that will change tomorrow let's just wait and see because a lot happened today I, I left the office and i thought God, that was busy like a lot happened like Leeds paying thirty million for Daniel James oh, I as saying, I was leaving, a, know?
1: Lot, a lot happened though. It wasn't Tottenham related though, no,
3: no. But <laughs> it's, mean, it's, you know? it's an issue.
1: It's, 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 it's a problem, Tangy. It's a huge problem mm. because we we ability wise, Bridgie, you you've hit the nail on the head. It seems mm. to me. I mean, even from his body language, um, just everything I see with him just looks wrong um, from mm. a mentality point of view. And he's got so much ability. We haven't got another player like him. We're paying him no. two hundred thousand mm. pounds a week. Um he's the club record signing and he's not a kid. You're right, Bridgie. Um mm. he's got a knuckle down. He's also just I must, must add as well, For he's just become a father as well. You'd hope that would be
0: maturing, you know, to motivate
1: him. He's a he's a full grown mm. man. He's, we're not here to babysit him. And unfortunately yeah. for, for him, or for mm. whatever way you want to look at it, Nuno wants his players fit. We know that from Wolves. we know that from his, from from now. You've got to yeah. knuckle down and get fit with Nuno. And mm. this is a guy who, in my opinion, has never looked 90 minutes fit. Yeah. Um, you can have all that but ability won- in the world, as yeah. he but, yeah. but what's the point well, if, you, if you can't go well, down and get fit? That's the easy part, getting fit. The hard part's playing a game of football, surely. The easy part's when, getting fit. You, when Roy Keane was the
3: Ireland assistant manager, he said, well, he didn't have the baby, did he? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> it's you know,
1: true.
3: You know, well, you know, he missed the first yeah. and It's funny, you know, when Nuno joined Tottenham, you know, you, you, you can't... You know, Tottenham will put out the pictures they want to put out on training and everything like that. But one of the first pictures I liked, was videos, was Nuno talking to Ndombele. And I thought, cool, that's a a good video, you know. And it's just gone the other way around. And to be honest, like the other week I was in the Nuno press conference on Zoom and naturally didn't get a hell of a lot out of him on Kane and other transfer issues. But he he did say to him, he actually said, look, I'm going to be honest with you all here. He won't be in the squad for Sunday. He won't be in the squad. Then we had to wait for the embargoed section for the written press, 10.30. And he went a bit deeper into that. And, uh, he, you know, he said he, um, you know, I mean, obviously now it all came out that he doesn't want to be here. But he, we had this last summer or the summer before that he wanted to go. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You
3: yeah. know? We can't,
0: you know having, the, we can't keep having this, can we? We, we can't have in a situation where we've got these flare-ups, Mike. It just
3: isn't going to work. I it. don't... And, and we can't have the situation where he his number is is up every 71 minutes or 67 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Can't keep having that. He's a 67-minute player, isn't he? Yeah, but we can't... But he's going he's gonna, to... He's going to be hard to shift. He'll be hard to shift. This is
1: the problem, Bridgie. With the finances that's been laid out for his incoming, the transfer, mm. we know again mm. what Daniel Levy's like. He's going to want a, a chunk of that recouped. And who's going to pay his, his wages? It's not going to happen. So and, it, it's a conundrum.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, people say, to, you know, I've had someone say to me, well, if you sell him, you know, he could turn out good. Yeah, but I'm 35. I I, I could be an old man by the time that happens. You know, you just yeah. can't keep waiting for someone to come good or we could yeah. regret it.
0: It I, has I to be that. now. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, that's the one thing I kept saying. I kept saying that if we're going to sell him, he's going to be a baller elsewhere. But the problem is, I think whatever we do at Tottenham he's going to be, be a baller here. <clears> um,
2: but good luck to him, him if he goes somewhere else and becomes a baller. Yeah. He have hasn't done it here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, have we heard, Mike? Out of interest, anything on? I think we've seen a couple of names. I think that Damsgaard, uh, McKenny. Is there anything at all on terms of alternative mids coming in? If we were to let Andombele go last minute, we should would should we would be looking to replace him if we was to let him go, right? Please tell me we would be looking mm. to do something. To oh go. yeah,
3: oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, again, liked, known, per likes Western McKenna. Funny enough, I, I've not seen much of it, but my friend of mine who lives in America doesn't rate him at all. He said he's like the last player Spurs needs. So I'm no expert on him. So I, I bow down to his knowledge. I don't know, but he is on. He's on. He's on the list as well. Did Damsgaard yeah. just have a good Euros, or is or is he the real deal? I don't know. Mm. Again, I've not watched a hell of a lot of him. I liked what I saw of him, but yeah. I can't come. On, I can't come on here and give you a load of names, and mm. it doesn't happen. I'm just no. telling you what I know. Tomorrow is that the one. I'm told is which is very very close to being complete is Emerson Royal Barcelona yeah. wanted the financial deal done. He wasn't 100 percent sure. He's you know he's a young lad. He's 22 Brazilian. Always wanted to play for Barcelona. Look, Messi might have gone, but it still takes some talking to to telling your, your your player that you're no longer want You're no longer going to play for Barcelona. I get that, but it looks like that's going to happen. But again, and it's boring. But a lot depends on who Tottenham can get out. If Aurier can go tomorrow, they have got so many people working on this Aurier deal, it's untrue.
0: But it's like, is so many people. People? I mean, what's he doing with it? What's he doing? Well, yeah, exactly.
3: But <laughs> what's you, know June, funny, like? you know what? It's a funny thing, right? And not enough people say it, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Roy Keane said it after Arsenal Chelsea, and he was absolutely bang on. Players don't like leaving London. It's a nice life, it's a nice drive, it's a nice training session, it's a nice area, and it takes a hell of a lot for a player to leave. Because nine times out of ten, they don't go on to better. Now, Harry Winks has been wanted by a number of clubs. He hasn't got any interest whatsoever in talking to any club. But with the homegrown issue, I think Tottenham sort of are happy to keep him now. But I think we can all agree that Harry Winks is someone who could have done with a move him personally. For I himself. would have said that to him. You, yeah, you should exactly. go. You should you you need a move. Mm.
1: But for, again, for his for his own career, but Bridgie, the problem with yeah. Winks, do you think and I, I don't want a personal attack on him. He spurs through and through. And I totally get what you're saying. London, for me, is the best city in the world. Um, mm. to, to work there and be paid what they're paid is incredible. Yeah. But with weeks, um, do you think he believes if he leaves, he could be like another Jack Wilshire, what happened to him after Arsenal, without the injuries, or a Tom Carroll? Do you think he feels that that could be it for him and he would just drop down the levels? I, I don't know. I'm just asking.
3: Well- well, I mean, a couple of clubs mentioned, but I mean, I heard one was Everton. I mean, I don't think that's a huge <clears> drop down either. I just I think he just likes the life as well. You know, he just, but I think because with the home ground situation Spurs have at the moment, it doesn't look like he'll be going anywhere. So, like I said earlier, like I know it's frustrating and I get frustrated as well, but I think is picking up a lot. You know, I wanted Lamella to move on. He has moved on. They, yeah. they sold Alderbeer, he's moved on. Um, a lot of players' surplus and requirements have moved on.
0: Yeah,
3: So it's and not going to take. It's, it's going to take more than one window.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that, that's one thing is, Ant? for us that, and that's one thing as Spurs fans that Nuno's coming in, and again we're in this situation where, like, a, yeah, another rebuild. how hard is it, Ant, to show patience when we've been in here for so many times? A if we would have to...
2: built, if we would have built two, oh no, ifs and buts, and I'm, I'm sorry, listeners or viewers, but we would not be in this position as much as we need players today tomorrow whenever um we've had the same players on and off for many years some of them have gone as he's mentioned um but we just need some fresh legs some fresh names give competition to different people because you know Hoybier was absolutely immense last season had a great euros is he going to be consistent this year i don't know i want him to of course i do but 38 games Plus your League Cups, plus your FA Cups. If we get uh, have a good little run there, you know I think we need to be, um, we need to be a bit more ruthless now and start getting players in into the first eleven to give people competition.
0: Is Harry that, Winks
2: is what, uh, what attacking that midfielder. That be uh, he's
0: been what, what have I just read? What have I just read? And for Harry Winks, just to ask you your opinion on it: Does he just need to somehow find a move for himself because you just want has to. to- He's
2: got him, mate. Yeah, Tottenham through and through. Like amazing. Thank you, mate. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, you had a, a couple of good games and a good half against Real Madrid five years ago. Um, but it's time to move on for yourself. If you want to get into that England setup for the World Cup, I'm not saying that you will be, or yeah. but you got a good chance. Good luck to you. You've got to move on for yourself. For yourself. But I can't see him doing it. So he's only gonna, I think, only gonna play a couple of League Cup games if if need be in the Europa Conference.
0: Yeah, Frank, just to ask you, just I, I, asked, you, I asked you earlier, in terms, in terms of the outgoings, Frank, have you been quite pleased by how many we've got out so far? If someone said to you that we would have got out the likes of, I mean, I, I rattled them earlier off, you know, the likes of Lamella, uh, Sissoko, Juan um, if you know, players that we found it very hard to move on. Of course, Aldovara was maybe one that we didn't maybe see coming when you thought, maybe at the time in June, you would have thought he's probably the, the best centre-back we had out of the bunch and we allowed him to move on. Do you still want to see more go out of the club, Frank, between now and the deadline?
1: Yeah, to be honest with you. Just quickly, by the way, I have to pick up on that point for that guy that said Harry Winks is an attacking midfielder. I don't know what you're watching, man. Seriously, that is an outlandish statement to say that. But anyway, going back to what you said, Rick, um, I think we sell well as a club, Tottenham. I do. I think Daniel is quite stubborn. Um, I think, obviously, we do need a few more out the door. But we don't sell badly. We sell better than we buy, in my Mm. opinion. um he always seems to get something for players that we we don't quite think he's going to get something from um i think the toby one made sense because it was like for like with romero i think toby wanted to move obviously it was a big chunk of of the wages off the the wage bill um and he could be our center back for the next eight years or so romero but to to answer the original question rick i do think we need two or three more gone to be honest with you um to make it a, a fantastic window there's still a couple of players that shouldn't be there or a few players that shouldn't be there, still there. Just not at the level required for this football club. And I understand we pay, we we signed them into contracts. That That's the reason they're still here, a lot of them. And it's not up to them necessarily to leave because they're under contract. But if you're not going to play and, and you surplus the requirements, I don't understand personally why these players are not not looking to, to move on. Mm. Uh, I don't want to name names. I think the whole fan base knows the two or three that I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and they should be at this football club. Simple. Yeah. I mean, if we're looking ahead, boys, to tomorrow and obviously
0: for those that are obviously um, listening to this show on deadline day, of course, um, we may have already made some signs as discussed. Um, and at the moment, like Mike says, the only one we know is evidently close is that of Emerson Royale. Yeah. If we're going in and that's the only signing, wh- where do you see Spurs taking the rest of the season until January where, where do you see Spurs? it's gonna be
2: a it's gonna be very thin the, the squad's thin as it is um it's a big season ahead for us if we want to keep consistency um we want to try and be in all the cups as much as possible um because I'm old school I want us to <laughs> try and win a trophy this year um it, I just I'm just worried about injuries mate I know, I know everyone, all other teams get injuries. I get it. I know, I know. But for mm. us, it seems to, when someone gets injured, they're out for three, four months. And no, but it's true though. It's yeah, true. We have, we have and and team the team squad is team. thin as it is. I yeah. just don't want it to get any thinner. Yeah, that's 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 my point. I can't help it. People are going to with me. It's, it's thin what? on
1: quality. I think true. it's thin on quality, isn't it? It's, it's fi- thin on quality. I mean, there's obviously players there. We've got three left backs and three...
2: You right, saw it against first, Paco de Ferreira. It's quality. The, you know, it's quality yeah, it's quality.
1: It.
0: Frank, what's your opinion? Then tomorrow we go in and I see Emerson Royale. At the moment, looks like the only player that uh, Spurs are potentially son. Of course, obviously, Bridget said earlier that you know Adama Traore remains an option. Um, okay, I put it like that then. You know, if if we was frankly to get Adama Traore over the line and Emerson Royale, where can Spurs push on until January? If there's a need then to again go back into the transfer market, can Spurs stay top? Is that
1: realistic? Can we still aim for top four with the squad we've got? Again, I, I hate to say it, but I don't think this is a top four squad. Um, there's a reason, obviously, Harry Kane wanted to leave. Let's be brutally honest about this. And I think the next three games will tell us a lot more about where we're at because we play Palace away. Uh, I know they're in transition, but that's never been an easy game for us. We do tend to nick, nick results there, but going, it's a London derby. Then we've got Chelsea at home, which is the acid test. Uh, and then we've got Arsenal away. One win in how many years at, at the Emirates? 11 years or something like that. So I think we will know over the next three games a lot more about where this squad's heading into the winner.
0: Yeah, it, at the moment, you just you get the feeling there's a, there's a lot you feel is, um, is riding on tomorrow. And, it, and it's hard because re- realistically, um, from what we've seen over the last few days, few weeks in terms of the links, they are quite thin on the ground. And therefore, you know, it is going to be a case you do feel out that Nuno's going to have to try and work with the tools at his yeah. disposal to some degree and try and get the best out of the squad like he's done for these last three games. And um, I think when you look at Nuno's profile, he is a coach rather than a manager. So therefore, he is in there to try and improve the players that he's got at his disposal. But for, for how, mu- how much do you think he can get out of this squad Out realistically? If I was to say to you, can he get Spurs <clears throat> actually trying to attempt to challenge for the top four between now and January? Is that realistic to ask that of him with the squad that he's got at the moment?
2: I think so. I think so, yeah. Um, I think if he does even, it... Even
0: even though you feel it's give quite a, give, a,
2: give him a statue.
0: Mm, but what I'm saying is, even <laughs> though you, you've said it's it's quite thin on the ground, in your opinion, the squad, do you still think there's enough there, Ant, for you to see Spurs try and compete for that top four when I ask you to look at the likes of Liverpool, City, no, Man United? No, because we haven't
2: got the depth. We haven't got the depth, for it. We haven't got the depth. Mm. If, if Kane and Son have an injury, as I've said many times, is today... We've we're all Spurs fans. What happens then? He's going to, he's going to score. Who's our yeah. threat. Yeah. Who's our threat. What? Oh, where are they?
1: Mm.
2: Mora. Yeah. Lovely. Brilliant. Can I just
1: ask a question to Bridgie, please? Just quickly. Bridgie, we were linked with Danny Ings. Can you tell me what happened there? Because I think ninety nine point nine percent of the fan base would have been over the moon. Twenty five, absolutely, mate. Right. Proven Danny Ings, twenty eight years old. Why didn't we get him? I,
3: I, well, I'm not going to disclose what I've been told on his wage, but it's very high for a very injury prone player. And from if I'm led to believe what the wage I was told, I think Spurs done the right thing. Hold on a
2: minute. Hold on. I've got I've got a guy here, Lucas Burwine Gill. Stop looking down on these players. What, how many goals has, has Burwine and Lucas Mora scored in the last two years? Show me the show me the stats. I'm not saying they're bad players. Show me the stats. And then let's I, talk. I,
3: I, I think Frank. I mean, it's you know, I looked at it as well. And when I saw it, I mean, I have to be honest with you. I mean, you know, working on transfers for a whole month, and you speak to agents, you speak to clubs, and it's back and forth, even players back and forth, back and forth, trying to get the right figures. And some figures will, will be so wrong. And it's, you know, But it was actually really refreshing the day I saw Ings just join, you know, like, showing my age, but te- like teletext, you know, just like out of nowhere. That, and yeah, they, it they, yeah, it was brilliant, mate. Like, yeah. Oh, look, <clears> you know, I was but, like, you know, it was unbelievable be, breaking it.
0: Yeah, there will be fans screaming, thing, you know, for that, when they look at that, the problem is, Mark, they look at that fee and they're like, how would Tottenham... Not okay. all over that fee. That, okay. that is the well, I hope
3: this. I hope this doesn't happen. Mm. But Ings, I could read tomorrow. Ings has done his crew shit in training. He's out for the season.
0: Right. Okay. Who's that? Ings. Danny Ings. Did, Ings.
3: He's, yeah. Oh, right, Yeah. And I look. I hope it doesn't happen. I really mm. like the man. Yeah. But he's very injury prone, and I think he's on a very good wage. And remember, Villa had to quickly appease the fans after Grealish. Yeah. And they were they, you know, they were they were looking at Smith Rowe and they signed Buendia and you know, they were getting things, you know, they knew what they were doing. They knew Greatish was going. He still uh,
1: guarantees for me though, Bridgie, do you not think he's at least double figures Premier League goals per season with the injuries? Yes. yes. We were paying yes. more money yes. or as much money by the sounds of things to Gareth Bale, who was injury yes. prone um and played half a season. So in a situation we're in with the budget we've got. Do you not still think it possibly would have made sense?
3: Yeah, maybe, maybe, Uh, maybe we can have this discussion as a four, maybe next week and see how we are, because I think (laughs) there will be some, well, I think there might be some business tomorrow. It's, it's brewing, it's bubbling, you know, Palace of, you know, sorry, I keep trying, I, I've got to do other London clubs tomorrow, but, like, <laughs> Palace have agreed. Sorry, boys,
0: it's no Spurs who's here; it? it's just Palace. <laughs>
3: no, I know, it's, it's like Palace have agreed a fee, I think, 15 million for Edward, You know, and it's funny when Ant said it, I literally That's had a so message about it. <laughs> Look at Ants face
0: um,
2: now. <laughs> it's just, I know, it's I know. We always out on these players, man. We do. But, it's
3: but, like... but, but, but yeah, yeah. Look, I've said from, like, cause I didn't want Traore, but I would take him... If it meant Spurs sort themselves out in other areas, but look, Spurs—you took someone said it earlier. Spurs looking light—they're going to look blimmin' light every time if they have to go take their players go to red zone countries. Mm. That's so a concern.
0: Yes, yeah, an and issue, they, to, the they, they,
3: they need to work this out. I get it, right? I get you want to play for your country. I get you want to play Brazil. Yeah. But come on, you've only just joined Tottenham, and the Celso—you need to start knuckling down now. Mm. You know, well, <laughs> so the, there's issues okay. there.
0: Again, another player we need to try and keep fit. Mike, just I want to ask you just in terms of the transfer window before we uh, look to uh, discuss what's ahead for the season. You know, in terms of going into tomorrow, if we are going to sign Emerson Royale and that Traore one, as you said, it looks it's just in the balance at the moment. And um, yep. what realistically should Spurs fans be judging Nuno to achieve? W- what is the realistic ambition at the moment? Is it? Top four. When I look at the likes of Liverpool, um, again they've not massively shaven, but they've still got a decent squad there. Chelsea have got the Kaku now. United are bringing Ronaldo in, as we know. Um, Man City, although they haven't got another striker at the moment, but I mean it's they're a still wonderfully talented squad. What's the aim here? What are we achieve? What are we trying to achieve?
3: But that's what saddens me because, as I was saying, you know, a few years ago when we stood still, we were the second and third best team, and all of a sudden now we can't get anywhere near it. You know, which is, sounds stupid because we are top, but I think we're looking at the table a little bit more because Arsenal are bottom <laughs> because it's only three. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you know, pa- you know, Palace be bloody hard on uh, in a couple of weeks, believe me, because they won't have a lot of players on international duty. So, it's
0: the British Derby, isn't it? It's the it's the oh, derby, no, derby,
3: no, it's the British <laughs> Derby. I'm, come on, stay, sports, don't, sports, don't sports. you don't don't you all start blind? The amount of money I spend you. on watching this football club. I would never um, <laughs> I must, I must, I must say though, I must thank Tottenham fans. Uh, when I was working for Sky on Thursday outside, um, I, have, well, I have to admit I was a little bit worried because I know there's been a lot of um, disdain and talk and disappointment regarding the Harry Kane saga, um, which I don't really want to go into too much now because you know everyone. But what I will say is yeah. that this club is my life.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I have
3: always had to report with As being a journalist and uphold that integrity while being a Spurs fan. So when you saw the smirk on air when it was announced, that's because I was happy he was staying because I am a Tottenham fan. <laughs>
0: Mike, I will ask you on that because how how tough is that for you? That you know, all jokes, aside, we know you are you are Spurs through and through, and you you know you got to, to get you, you bleed Tottenham. That must be very hard when the poster boy of the football club, um, and he, he's everything to Tottenham fans. Harry Kane is one of our own as a fan. Sing that that's a difficult situation to be put in for you. Yeah, I mean, just big, big Spurs fan. What,
3: what, what I will say is, and I want Spurs fans who I get the odd one who has a pop, and I want them to listen to me. Yeah, we work with Tottenham Hotspur. We don't just put anything out. (laughs) See, I'm reading something there. No, they weren't trying to sell Kane. Stop it. Just stop all that now, okay? Because it's not true. You know, every time you turned on Talk Sport, they were talking about it. The Community Shield, Manchester City and Leicester City, it was all about Kane, mm. right? We acted, well, I, I'm saying it now. It was all acted above board and accordingly, okay? We worked with Tottenham Hotspur. They were happy with what they were putting out. Things were going on in Kane's camp that probably Kane would admit could have gone a bit better. And if they were handled better, he might not even be Tottenham Hotspur right now. So let's not forget what's happened over the last few weeks. However, there might be things tweets from uh, either sky accounts or something which people don't like and, t- and take offense and think it's over the top you have every single right to think that okay but there's been times where Spurs have tried to sign players before but you you, you don't mind it when it's players coming in
0: yeah okay? wasn't it yeah so, so yeah. let's stop
3: yeah. stop the blame game
0: mm. let's
3: move on let's forget it because I'm telling you now I upholded my journalistic responsibility on that story. I wanted Harry Kane to stay, but I still have to do my job. All right. So for the, for the fans outside who were so lovely and on Twitter and everything, thank you. And about that rant or whatever it was about, I did that because I was sick and tired of reading articles. And I've criticised him in the past. Levy, lower the price. Levy, lower the price. Time, time for Levy to step, to, to, to let Harry Kane get his dream move. Those having a pop at Sky, you have a pop at those journalists because I didn't like what was going on there. It was murky. And there were some journalists saying, oh, you know, you should take that money. You should take hundred and seventeen, hundred and twenty-seven million, and all these figures. Unbelievable. Really? That ends Tottenham season if Kane goes with, so, with six days to go before the window. Yeah. Let's can, move on yeah. because I think if, if Kane's people would have handed yeah. it a little bit better,
0: yeah,
3: he might have got that move. But ultimately, he's still a Tottenham player and Spurs can prepare for a good season. And he's yeah. n- and none of this, you know, re- I read another article, oh, he's going to down tools and all that. No, he's not. He might not be the Tottenham captain, but he's the captain with an ar- without an armband at Tottenham. And he's the England captain. He wants to break records. Yeah. So it's time we forget about it now. And if, for those who just don't want to believe that and think there is this thing where they they want him to go, though they don't. There might be individuals who are freelancers, who are pundits, who might think that Kane should have gone, and that's fine. I think Kane should have gone. I think he should have had a new challenge, but he did. De- he doesn't. He's twenty-eight and he's still at Tottenham. Yeah. But let's draw a line under it now. Then let's mm. move forward.
0: Yeah. Well, I can tell you, Mike. Listen, we've got nearly nine hundred people watching this, and uh, there's a lot of love for you out there. So I don't think anyone can question your love for this football club. I think <laughs> anyone that knows that you've been on this show many, many times, and I think, like I say, any, everyone knows that you are Spurs at heart. And um, he is. <laughs> and I, I mean, well, listen. Let's be honest about it. You know, being a Spurs fan is not the most attractive, iconic, iconic thing to be. So you wouldn't want to advertise your. your type of...
3: You know, boys, we, we've we've just spent the last hour talking about our frustrations about the, how, how the club's gone backwards, right? Mm, yeah. Now Kane had those worries and reservations as well, but he's the one who signed that very long contract. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's forget to stop the blame game, but we can all have opinions on why it didn't happen and why it did happen. But you know, ultimately, he's still at, he's still at Spurs, and, and, and thank goodness he is. Because I, I said from I've said for a long time now on Sky that because City weren't coming near to that valuation, I could only see him stay, and he yeah. has great, fantastic, yeah. and it's hopefully a good to go tomorrow. But unfortunately, I wish I could have come on and given you a load of names, and I think they're no, gonna no, the reason, it, going to happen, but it's it's not realistic.
0: You can, because you can only give the energy, know. Yeah, you and energy. I know
3: there's people out there, transfer experts, and it's exciting when he when he gives you a load of names, but we we we've got hours to go, not days. We've got hours to go. So if you want names and fantasy, turn on the PlayStation. But this is what's going on right now. That Tottenham could potentially, I think, one. You got Emerson Royal. I hope two, but I'm not, I'm not going to come here and just spaff a load of names. And it doesn't yeah. work out because it's not fantasy. This is reality.
0: Yeah. And um, what I want to do, I want to finish up, boys, just, just asking uh, what we see for the season ahead. Frank, obviously you're going to be on this show, hopefully throughout the season, but um, where you see things now, Frank, going into transfer deadline day, where do you see Spurs, what do you see Spurs achieving this season with this group of players? If it was, to, as I say, winner was to shut tomorrow, uh, where are Spurs finishing? What are we achieving?
1: We, obviously the aim for Tottenham should always be top four, but realistically fifth or sixth, this season. I think that's our ceiling, unfortunately. I'd love to say top four, but I'm being realistic unless uh, Paratici does some sort of genius maneuvers tomorrow and gets us two or three in, which, as Bridgie said, it's unrealistic. So, top five, top six finish, realistically. And as Ant said, we need a trophy. We need a trophy. I'd like to see us have a, have a go uh, in, in the cups, in one of the cups. Um, if lesser teams can win the FA Cup over the last 12 years as they have, then why can't we?
0: Yeah, And it's coming at you next. Uh, we speak daily, so I feel weird asking this question. And uh, to obviously, it, this is more to the, to the viewing public. <laughs> this one. Um, and cause the problem, the problem, Anne, when I ask you this question is that um, this changes daily or hourly with you would ever have this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> this next question. Well, what, what, what do you want we, to know? What we, what we, what we achieve, Ad for these next five minutes? when I speak to you another ten minutes, and you tell me something different.
2: I just, I just want, I just want consistency this year. I want us to go for all the cups. Because I want us to, I want to, I want to have that day out at Wembley. There's nothing better as a Spurs fan seeing your club captain lifting the FA Cup, League Cup, or even this, you know the Europa Conference League Cup. I just want us. We are so deprived of silverware now, and it's getting beyond the joke. So, trophy top five, top six, as Frank said. So, listen, I'll be happy with that, and uh, hopefully, we stay. Uh, we get some players in tomorrow, and and they can kick on. You know, for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. Um, I've got to say, Mike. I want to say, number one, thank you for coming on at one of the busiest times, I'm sure, um, for you in your in your job like and in, in your career at the moment, with it being transfer, like I say, uh, deadline day eve. And hmm. thank you for being honest, because um, I think that's one thing that as fans we'll always appreciate. Number one, your massive Spurs, and number two, to come on and like I say to not spout out know the names and just be honest about where Spurs are at. I think we really appreciate that, and I'm sure, and like I say, we've had nearly over a thousand people watching this tonight. They'll really appreciate that. I've got to ask you, might the same question as a Spurs fan, now taking off the uh, the, the professional working hat. Um, what do you hope is the well, the aspirations for Tottenham to achieve this season? What, what can we achieve with the squad we've got in place with Nuno in place?
3: I think I think the first three games have shown it could be a positive season. I think the players have, have are buying into what what Nuno is doing, which is a positive. We've kept Harry Kane, which is which is we can't underestimate that, and I think. When the dust settles, I always feel like I've got a massive hangover the day after deadline day. I'm like sprawled out on my sofa just watching MasterChef or something, just watching nothing, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, So my brain's like, but there'll come a time where I'll go for a walk and I'll go, yeah, keeping Kame is important. But
0: mm.
3: on the flip side, they didn't replace Vinicius. They didn't replace Bale. You're losing goals and they've not yeah. replaced Derrickson. That's my concern. And I think ultimately that will end any hope of a top four finish If they they finish fifth, I think they've done well. I like what Leicester have done. I like the business they've done. Um, But I think they could do enough to finish fifth. Mm. This conference, I just hate the word conference. I mean, I'm a non-league football fan, so I just think of like non-league. But Could have called it the UEFA trophy, the UEFA, you know, just something. But anyway, it could be a competition where Spurs could actually do something. If Spurs win it, sorry, if Spurs top the group, they go into the last 16. They haven't got this round of 32 guff anymore, which is good. Um, and I think they could have enough fringe players to, to, to not worry about it till late doors. Spurs need to win a trophy. The problem with Tottenham under Pochettino was, where do you want to finish? Full four a cup? No, and. Winners winners, winners say and, they don't say or. Yeah,
0: that's and the difference.
3: Yeah. It's, you know, I, they threw away their Carabao yeah. Cup final opportunity last season, but that's yeah. by the by. There's obviously... Background reasons why that nonsense happened that week—you know—threw it away. Um, it was a one-nil thrashing, really, absolutely nothing game. But a cup is very important to Tottenham Hotspur. It's embarrassing; uh, they've not won the FA Cup since Can 1991. I ask you, I the
0: cups are important, but how important to you is that Europa Conference League? Is, is that the be win endor?
3: Look, I, I, all I'd say is, all I'd say is, Rick, if you win the Carabao Cup, you get in the Europa League. If you win the Conference League, you get in the Europa League. So I'm not going to be. Arrogant about picking what cup I want, you know. Yeah. Well, if I had out of three, I'd pick the FA Cup, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but, I don't, okay. but 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 because of what it brings, but like the sort of the glamour and the day and everything. And the, the Europa Conference finals yeah. in Albania in front of 21,000, which about 12,000 probably go to UEFA anyway. It's just yeah. you know, it's it's, 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 it's head scratching. Everyone bangs on about how bad the Super League was, which I get, but mm. there's so many things UEFA do. I'm like, I don't get it, I don't get it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. um, but yeah. I will uh, make sure. Sorry, I will. Make, well, yeah, I'll make sure I'll be celebrating in Albania if Tottenham gets to the final. <laughs> um, the problem is, yeah.
1: we will get no credit for winning that conference league because everyone no, will no. say well, she won it anyway. We will we, we'll be bad we'll for that one. We'll, we'll be banished for that. winning that yeah. cup. And this yeah. is why a domestic cup, whether it be the league or the FA Cup, if I'm being picky, Bridgie, I agree with what you're saying. We can't be mm. snobs. We haven't won anything mm. since 2008. Mm. But if I'm picking, it would be one of the domestic cups. I'd, yeah. I'd love to win a, a Carabao Cup. Even an, or an FA Cup would be the dream. Spurs say, and the FA say, Cup. Have we, a we are
0: we are still top of the league. You know the comment on the screen there. you know We are. Are we are we ignoring the Premier League here? Is this not an option?
2: <laughs> Listen, I ain't gonna laugh, But let's
0: enjoy it.
1: Context, 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 mate. Come on. Yeah. Oh Look within God. those performances, you know mate. We, we've got. Yeah. We've got So much improvement. To, to to make and hit for It was a good
3: time to play city, but damn well we took advantage of it and we did damn well. We worked really, really hard. All I'm saying yeah. is that the signs of a positive is a very positive start. But let's not do it we've done last few seasons. Let's build on it. Let's get a couple of bits of quality in and let's build yeah. on it. There's 100%. nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with <clears throat> criticizing something if you see if it's in plain sight. We have had a good start. Brilliant. And if we'd have lost the first three games, we'd have all wanted Nuno and said it was a massive mistake but yeah. the, but the fact is it's only three games you you pay three games in six days at Christmas. Yeah. you just yeah. we've just got to, got we, to know our squad, we know our limits and we know the players they want now. What I will say about Paratici is you mm-hmm. can't do it all in a summer. There was a lot that needed going, yeah some yeah. of them have gone, some yeah. still haven't gone because they don't want to go, so it's not yeah. easy. But let's just see how we get on tomorrow. But as I say, I'd love to come on here and give you 15 names. It's all going to happen. Blah blah blah. I, 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 I would. I would love you too as
0: well, Mike. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> but but I'd be I'd be lying, and I don't want to be that person. I want to be, be. I want to. I want to be. You know, like yeah, you know, the, sure. the, the wonderful Ali Gold and people like that. You know, they like they just give you what what you hear, what you know, and mm. if you hear anything fresh tomorrow, yeah, I'll bloody well tweet it. I love it. I mate.
1: think um, one thing I'll quickly say about Bridgie is you're spot on from what we've seen so far, regardless of the lack of quality in periods in games, they all seem to be running for Nuno. And that's half the challenge. They do seem to be yeah. working hard for the Nuno manager. So mm. that is a massive, massive positive for me.
3: Mm. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Guys, Thank Absolutely. you ever so much. A lot of love for all of
0: you on the screen. So, um, listen, let's hope we can all celebrate together um, when we get I say cut the signs over the line. And uh, please, God, we're. T- I'm talking to you in this position where we're still top of the league and we're in all cup competitions. I'm not sure how realistic it'll be coming the next time. I do speak to you all, fingers crossed. Let me say a wonderful thank you to uh, the wonderful Frankie Major back on the last one as Spurs. Frank, thank you ever so much.
1: Thank you, mate. Cheers. Great
0: to be back. Oh wonderful how cost cast that and I'll be speaking in about five minutes time speak to them in a minute,
2: son <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you it. lot mate. do you know what I'm, well, bored. Lads, I'm bored lads I'm bored I'm bored I want to talk Spurs <laughs>
0: <laughs> in five minutes Relentless, time, isn't he? in five minutes time we debated debating we haven't done anything in the last two hours we've been on it what's going on It. why have we not done anything what's going on why are we not doing anything Rick? what's going on here <laughs>
3: He's unbelievable. I've never i known a bloke like it. i never known a bloke yeah, like I
0: love him. Like I yeah. absolutely love him. I'll tell you what, I absolutely love him. We're not changing for the world. He's the greatest. I'll tell you. I am cracking up. Getting... The best is after the best is the post match reaction. The best is the I've come off a high that we're winning. i speak to man. I've I'm gonna go back and watch it. I just need to go back and watch it again just to make sure. But it's um it's early days and it is, it is it early is early
3: days. It, yeah. He's rung he's rung me over well, the last six weeks, he'll go, Bridgie, give me something. Well, what <laughs> Anything. I'll take anything. So
1: I'll, I'll take say- anything. Give me something. Give me
2: <laughs> Just one name. Just just say Cleansman or Sami. Just, say, just say, say, say Say my name,
1: say
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. Not him, not him. No. Yeah. <laughs> Get off the no, phone. Boys. Richie, boys. I'm thank gone. you so much. Um yeah Remy pleasure here, as always. We'll be in touch. Um, guys, for everyone watching, I think we have over 900 people watching this live. Thank you so much for all the love, all the support. Um, we'll be back after deadline day, um, trying to pick up the pieces of hopefully Spurs doing some great business and still being top of the league, still being in all the cup competitions, as always. Guys, most importantly, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.